Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Switch It podcast. We've been up all night hoping to get Lockie, but it was England who came out looking like daft punks after a late collapse in the 30-20 left and 2-1 so down That's in the That's one of your best ever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm joined by Mark Butcher and Andrew Miller to work out what the funk is going on. <laughs> We've seen six debutants in the game so far, with mixed results. And while England have now lost two in a row, it's still all to play for ahead of tonight's fixture in Napier. But she said last week that winning this series couldn't make up for New Zealand's recent and various World Cup heartaches. <laughs> but they're surely feeling the better of the two sides at this stage. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know that England have managed to snatch defeat from the from the jaws of victory in the last couple of run chases. Um, but New Zealand can be can be pretty happy with with how steadily they've played. Um, from our point of view, it was sort of the revolving door in terms of selection is, is always going to make any sort of consistency um, difficult. But um, the Curran brothers aside, we've kind of had various sort of prejudices reinforced about certain players. Dan Milan, um, James Vince to mention too. And that, yeah, very good, very talented um, are they the guys that you want out there in, the, in a real cauldron of a, of a World Cup scenario when you need the job being seen through to the <laughs> end of the line? Um, that's, the, that's the question they have to answer. And as for the debutants, well, you know, they're, they're making their way in, in what is a pretty pretty tough format of the game to kind of to go out there and, and, uh, and, be, and be dynamic and show everybody that you're worthy of, the, of a place in the shirt um, when everything has to happen at a, a thousand miles an hour and as a bowler you're under the pump from the beginning, so... Uh, you know, we said that it was it was going to be difficult to 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 kind of glean anything particular from this five match series, um, and nothing that's happened so far has, has, has sort of changed that assessment. I think um, results are secondary to performance in this series, uh, Miller. But there were familiar lessons for England to learn from their full Nelson choke the other yeah, night. Yeah, weren't they just? I mean, well, they were familiar, but they're slightly subtly different. I think to the type of cock-ups they had in in their build-up to the World Cup. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you remember the, the 20 for 6 or the, the, the 5 for 8 that they lost in uh, Lords and Adelaide on, on the way to the World Cup, but uh, but there was a very different vibe about that team. That was that was a team that was trying to fine-tune its aggressive stance because they knew they were potential world-beaters, whereas these guys, you know, six rookies in the side, there's no potential world-beating about this guy, these guys just yet. I mean, maybe in a year's time, Tom Banson may be a guy who's who's proven enough over the course of the next 12 months to get himself into that World Cup, uh, T20 World Cup squad. But at the moment, he's just a new kid on the block who's who's one of many who's trying to make a name for himself. So when you lose 5 for 10 in 18 balls in that scenario, it's just a cock-up. It's just a collapse. It's just a, just a, a learning experience. And, and Owen Morgan actually was very interesting in the way that he talked about it afterwards. You know, you recall the way that he re- refused to apologise for England's mistakes in 50-over cricket, saying, well, that's just, essentially saying that's just the way we play. But this time he said, this is this is a great learning experience for them. They, they've got to learn from this fast. They've got to turn it round and, and, and get back on the park. So, you know, the, he's taking a slightly more kid-gloved approach to these guys, appropriately so, because they are kids. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the way that uh, they went about their business in the in the World T20 um, in 2016. Again, they went out there uh, only a few months after the World Cup debacle in 2015. So they they were they were a side that were unproven, and they sort of learnt on the hoof. They got beaten up by Chris Gale memorably in in, in Mumbai, and and turned that to their advantage by taking the the lessons and learning from them quickly. So I think Morgan is very keen that these guys learn quickly, but 
as, as Butch mentioned, or as you mentioned, there was the, the probably the the key failings were actually the the more senior guys in in this in this side, Milan and and Vince failing to see it through, and Sam Billings who who just can't get a break at the moment. He, he run himself out second ball is not what he wants to do when he's he's kind of the the obvious guy who's who who, who should be a shoe into that that World T Twenty squad. He's in danger of sort of shooing himself out if he doesn't find a way to get some runs soon. The new kids on the chopping block already. Um, <laughs> perhaps it's encouraging that uh, even with an experimental eleven, um, you know the DNA of the team is strong, uh, and that capability to misjudge an innings remains uh, <laughs> remains there. <laughs> uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, look, th- there are th- there are an enormous amount of England's first choice players who aren't there, who aren't playing at the moment, mm. um, and so there's no getting away from that. Um, and, and despite the fact that T um, Twenty being sort of you know high risk, high octane um, form of the game, there's an enormous amount to be said for experience in it. You know, being able to keep a cool head, being able to read a situation. Um, you know, all of those things perhaps come to bear even more in, in the shortest form of, ga- form of the game um, than they do in fifty over cricket, where you've actually got a little bit more time to kind of to, to figure out what's going on. T Twenty, you've got to be on it right from the start. So. England being without the likes of Stokes and even Joe Root, you know, this this is an interesting thing. In that the uh, you know the, the the guys who might be thinking that they that they might keep Root out of out of the side might be playing themselves or playing Joe back into it because <laughs> simply because of what I'm talking about. You know, he was brilliant in that in that World T20 in 2016 um, and has a and has a game that is in tune to be able to to be able to bat that little bit longer. Yeah, he's not going to score at strike rates of 150, but getting you to a to a score that you should manage with with blasters at the other end is something that he is more than capable of doing. So, um, listen, dude, watch this space. He's uh, people have been writing him out of this T20 squad for a long, long time, but I've got a funny feeling we'll see him in it. Well, it's interesting on that note. I mean, looking at uh, Steve Smith. I mean, obviously he got he got he was pro- one of the wild mm-hmm. card picks for mm-hmm. the for the, for the hundred, which is kind of strange thing to say about about a guy who's clearly a world beater. But people raise their eyebrows a bit. So, do you really want Steve Smith in, in in your in your shortest form game? But then the other day he came out and blitzed it in 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 the Australia game against Pakistan, and you know played probably his best T Twenty innings, and it, and it, it was an innings that, as Butch says, it, it's founded in in the sheer knowledge that this is a guy who will you you'd rely on to bat for your life and you can you can bat through an ing in in a way that perhaps some of the other guys can't so yeah the, the, you know the, the the game does have subtle shifts all the time there may yet be be room for guys who who can anchor an innings even in the shortest form that's uh, just what joe root needs isn't it? another format in which to be compared unfavorably with stephen smith <laughs> <laughs> um, um let's go though, back to the beginning things started pretty well uh, for england a seven wicket win in christchurch set up by the bowlers and vince james vince's first t20 international half century coming something like four years after his debut um i don't know what that says exactly but um Sam Curran and Pat Brown claimed identical figures of one for 33 on debut. Uh, fellow newbie Lewis Gregory wasn't required to with bat or ball. Uh, Miller, was this just as much about New Zealand being rusty as England uh, doing anything particularly well? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I thought that. Yeah, I thought that Sam Curran was impressive. I thought that of all the, I mean, Chris Jordan was probably the best 
best bowler that England have have shown on this tour. And again, that's the value of experience coming through. But Sam Curran has experience of a different type. I mean, he's on debut, but clearly he's a guy who's been out of the IPL. He's he's clearly a guy who's who's shown ticker in Test cricket in crunch in crunch situations. So you know, he's a, he was able to to certainly in that first game. It was it was a bit of a a, a curious wicket. It was there was there was there wasn't a, wasn't an awful lot of pace but he was a guy who who found the areas with the lack of pace to to make real inroads and you know found a bit of swing with with the new ball as well did everything right essentially and and, and areas and a, and a bit of varying pace um added up to a, a decent day's work so uh he's a guy he's clearly a coming guy in in england's white ball fortunes he's a little bit it's, it, it is curious, really, that he's been pigeonholed as a Test cricketer in, in, in his short career so far, when clearly his all-round status and his IPL availability and all the rest of it does point him more towards uh, the shortest forms. And yeah, he showed once again throughout this series so far that um, yeah, there is a, the values and the learnings that you get from going to the IPL and, and the, the situational experience that you can pick up and, and drop into any old game. Uh, is invaluable and yeah he he was he was impressive in that outing left arm as well I mean we were talking about David Willey mm-hmm. last week and mm-hmm. you know the fact that he probably shouldn't be written off or written out of uh, that uh, that squad um, and yeah Sam Curran is, again with that left arm angle a little bit of little bit of swing with a new ball making life difficult for for batters at the top of the order good um, a good um, option <laughs> and, and someone who's proven a good option for England time and again in this format is, is Chris Jordan um, just just does all the basic things well bowls all areas of the game all phases of the game uh, picks up wickets to the death I think he's the third England player to take 50 T20 international yeah. wickets something well, like that I mean, th- and he slogged a few as well I mean his batting is I, I've always thought he's unbelievably talented uh, I mean we know what a great fielder he is great athlete he is to go along with the the uh, the death bowling etc but his batting is just kind of is just for some reason hasn't come to the fore he just hasn't made the made the most of his talent with it so it was great to see him smash a few um at the end of the innings the other day because uh you know England looking for you know Liam Plunkett is probably the the, the last guy from in England sort of from eight downwards in in the in the white ball game who's kind of done that sort of damage at the back end. We've kind of struggled a little bit in that area whilst the top order has been magnificent. We haven't quite had that sort of uh, that power down at the bottom. Um, and Chris Jordan is more than capable of being able to do that. So um, that, that's, that's really handy for England if he can, if he can uh, put in more cameo performances like that. Yeah, and on the bowling front, I'm, again, very impressed with, with his returns. I, I was particularly impressed, actually, his last outing in the Caribbean when... He took four for in, in short order, didn't mm. he? But uh, he took it with by bowling proper line and length on that occasion because there, there was a little bit more in the pitch and he mm. realised that I don't need my variations there. Let's just crank it up and hit the seam, essentially, and, and find the edge. And he was able to... He, the fact that he was able to bowl that way as well as the variations he's, that he has always had was just a sign that maybe he's, he's, he's developed the game craft to go with the, 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 the obvious talent that he's always had. Because, you know, a bit like... I was talking about Jade Dernbach, but, but you know, the, the, a bit like Dernbach back in the day, a lot of Jordan's performances in, in, in the formative years of his England career have seemed to be a little bit a case of well, he's got variations, but is it an accident that he's got this wicket with a slow ball, or is it an accident that he's been hit for six? It doesn't feel like an accident anymore when, he, when he's sending down the right ball in the right moment and getting the right result. And, you know, Pat Brown is another guy who's 
you know, he had he had one bad game, but uh, a couple of good games so far, and he's going to learn from working alongside someone like Jordan, who's clearly in the right headspace for using his variations appropriately and and more importantly, I guess, not using the variations. Sometimes just just wanging it down and <laughs> and doing 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 conventional bowling as well as as well as uh, funky stuff. Um, Jordan's reward for. Uh taking with hits and giving it a whack at the death was to be dropped for the first time uh, in the <laughs> T20 side since uh, the last World T20. <laughs> the only ever present although I think we can say he was rotated uh, in this case. Um, the second match of the series uh, in Wellington uh, we saw Saqib Mahmood brought into the team. This game was perhaps more notable for uh, England's case of butterfingers at the cake tin uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least four presentable chances put down um, Miller, not the first time England have taken a shoeing in Wellington either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've got some bad memories from that that that, uh, that World Cup. It's terrible, isn't it? I'm, I'm just trying to pretend it's not happening. <laughs> but, uh, There's more to come. But no, it, it was it was yeah. There were some bad memories for England in the cake tin, as as we all know. That absolute shellacking they got from New Zealand, losing in twelve overs, wasn't it, against Brendan McCullum and. And Tim Southey with a, with a, did the damage on that occasion. Um, but no, the, the, the catch they dropped, all of them in the deep, all of them were, were pretty inept, to be honest. Most of them were James Vince. Uh, he had one mitigating one where he, where he charged around the boundary's edge and, and dived full stretch and couldn't cling on, but it still counted as his fourth drop of the day. Uh, and the, perhaps the funniest of all, of all was Darwin Milan, who was mic'd up to the Sky Crew at one stage and was asked to comment on, on the drop catch and asked, have you ever dropped a catch live on TV while you mic'd up, Darwin? And he, he tried to, <laughs> tried to laugh it off and learn behold a few minutes later, down it went. Uh, by that stage he'd, he'd unplugged himself wisely, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, the, 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 the die was cast on that one, but it happens. Um, I don't know why it happened quite so virulently on that particular day. Um, I mean, certainly England's, um, England themselves fell into the trap of, of taking on the long boundary when it was their turn to bat. I um, mean, the, the key reason that, that, that New Zealand got runs on the board was they, they hit square, fundamentally. The, obviously, the, the cake tin is, is a rugby ground, like most of the grounds in New Zealand. Uh, you're going to have short square boundaries for, that are ripe for uppercuts and mows over mid-wicket. Uh, but England were trying to plant the front dog and hoon it down the ground and hold out in the deep to to guptal and the grandom on every occasion it was it was it was flawed to put it mildly but again going back to what morgan was saying after the nelson defeat is that fine get your get learn from your flaws have your bad days it doesn't desperately matter at this stage of england's england's cycle uh, it's a very young team a very um let's face it a very low-key series at one of the guys in the office here was asking me when do England begin and it's like well we're already three matches in <laughs> it's like you know they're starting at 1am and finishing at 5am he's perfectly entitled to realise not realise <laughs> that there's anything going on at all uh, and especially when England losing no one's no one's going to be making much much headway so it's a perfect opportunity for these guys to get some very useful situational experience against a very good opposition uh, but actually it's not going to count for an awful lot in the, in, in, in the short, shorter, shorter scheme of things uh, no one's going to notice a few bumps in the night. Um, Saki Mahmood, which we, we talked about um, his uh, chance to impress in this series. Uh, he came in for that second game. A couple of tough outings so far. Uh, you're just waiting to see him get the red ball in hand and get back to the proper <laughs> cricket. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I, I think I, I may have flagged up that I, I felt that his 
his style of bowling might not be that suited to to T20 at this point in his career. Um, and it's and it's looked like that, you know. Good, decent pace, not express, but decent pace, length, and he's gone out of the park. And he's gone over 40 twice. Um, so, you know, I, I, I will not row back on the fact that I, I, I said <laughs> I said I didn't want to see him in the T20 series. And, and that stands firm. Um, <laughs> uh, because, you know, the confidence is fragile at this point in time, particularly for, um, well, I was going to say particularly for young bowlers, for any young cricketers. Um, and, you know, you can you can kind of do lasting damage to them if, if they're exposed um, and and uh, and found wanting in the early part of their career. So he'll need to be if he plays again. Um, you know, he'll need to be strong mentally and uh, and and backed to the hilt. Um, got a funny feeling he might not appear though in the last in the last two games. Yeah, I mean, he was he was greeted with an absolutely monstrous hoon straight down the ground by Martin Guptill. Second ball planted the plant the front foot and belted him. I mean, you know, it was it was a decent decent delivery in in the in in the context of a, of a debutant trying to hit the right area. <laughs> But unfortunately, Guptill saw him coming and, and belted him. So yeah, it was, it was a diff- difficult time for him. But again, you know, we, it, 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 it's an interesting team that England got out there. When you bear in mind that they're missing key players, I mean, particularly from the bowling side of things, Joffrey Archer, who is going to be that guy who will bowl lightning bolts when required, uh, and also have the craft to bowl the variations when when required. Mahmood could be that guy in, in in future but as as butch says maybe he's better off just uh, just learning to bowl test match lengths and and you know fine tune the the, the the raw pace that he does have because england do have a pretty funky lineup of of of, of bowlers coming through i mean when you bear in mind that the archer can bowl in any situation of the game and you've got pat brown who's 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 funk we haven't really talked about but is clearly an interesting case and jordan has got the the game craft that that that's required and and Tom Curran has slower balls and Sam Curran's left arm that the, all these guys have, have got some serious tools that that I think England have probably not had before in as a, as an overall package among their seam bowlers you know I mean Plunkett is has been a magnificent bowler for England but he was a little bit more one-dimensional banging into the middle of the pitch and get people to top edge their their cuts of their pulls it, 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 there's a little bit more Mystery to to England seamers um, potentially in, uh, of, of the guys coming through in this batch. So uh, I think it's it's been it's already been a useful exercise, even if it does end up in defeat, which it might not. Two to play, one down. Uh, it, it <coughs> um, and he, he got a bit of a clattering at, uh, up front and also at the death. Um, in terms of exercising World Cup pain, uh, Jimmy Neesham had a, <laughs> uh, showed he could hit a long ball, forty-two off twenty-two. I think it was first T20 international for him since 2017, something like that. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit curious. They've, they've, they've got a few guys who've, who've, who've not been around the blocks. I mean, Trent Bolt coming back into the side tonight, potentially. He's not played since uh, the Tri-Series final against uh, Australia when England were touring a couple of years ago. I think, you know, again, with the, with the focus on the on 50-over World Cup in, in, in the recent cycle... You don't can't read too much into absentees from from T twenties, but uh, but no, Nisham is is clearly a, a quality performer, and uh, it was it was it was nice nice for him personally to be able to get one over England, even if uh, it's not going to go anything close to assuaging <laughs> the pain of of what happened in July. Um, David Milan then top scored uh, with thirty nine in England's uh, run chase, but you will see a, a theme emerging here: <laughs> his wicket sort of ended England's hopes um, despite some biffing from Chris Jordan 
There were two more new faces uh, for England in Nelson. Um, Tom Banton and Matt Parkinson were handed their caps. Uh, England seemed to be cruising to victory at the picturesque Saxton Oval before an ugly collapse of 5 for 10 in 18 balls. Cost them dear. I mean, uh, those those numbers are pretty pretty uh, self-explanatory. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're not, you're not winning many from there. Um, and I, I suppose things like that can happen, but I, I guess once you've, particularly in... Uh, in T20 run chases, more often than not, you get it down to a situation where the where, where the run rate is less than double digits, and and the batting side wins, don't they? I mean, it's kind of it's very unusual for a fielding team to sort of come back and 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 turn you over in a situation where you've got the got the run chase licked. So um, that that would have really hurt. Actually, I would have stung the stung the guys in the dressing room because there's no real reason why that that shouldn't have turned itself into a victory for us. Um, but again, you're, you're lacking that experience. You're lacking that quality. Owen Morgan is, is you know, s- looking slightly rusty. You would say, um, and it's perhaps more looking uh, looking around in terms of the uh, the personnel as being a bit more of a godfather on this trip and trying to trying to drag the best out of the others rather than worrying too much about himself. So, um, but yeah, I mean that that would have stung. It would have stung the, the the management group as well. You got a brand new coach there, whatever. And the last thing you want mm-hmm. is to open up with a you know, open up losing games that you should win, and, and question marks over over batting collapses, albeit in the um, in, in the T Twenty game, not a, not a Test match, but it's not that's not a good place to be. Um, Morgan has always sort of stayed true to this uh, this philosophy of uh, kind of uh, attack at all costs, I suppose. But uh, that his wicket started the, the the slide. It was at the end of an over where he'd hit Mitchell Santner for six, followed by a wide, and then six followed by a wide. Um, uh, and then a couple of singles and a dot, and then the final ball of the over, he tried to go over the leg side uh, again and, and just hit it straight to long on. Um, that's the way England play. It's the way Morgan plays, uh, and he doubtless wants the, the the new guys in the team to follow that lead. But it it did set England on the path to uh, to losing the game. Well, it did, but equally, I mean, I suppose he, he's he's coming off the back of this World Cup where England were so confident in the depth that they had in their batting that they could afford to take, play one shot too many rather than one shot too few that was the fundamental <coughs> reason why England were you know were able to talk about targeting 400 in innings and 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 not sound complete chumps it, admittedly it, it was a slightly different uh, scenario in this world cup but the same the same principle applied is that if you have a mindset that just go for it someone will back you up no one's going to criticize you for for failing um, then you're gonna you're gonna come off more more often than, than than if you go in with a slight nagging doubt at the back of your head, thinking, should I go through with a shot? And then you just end up spooning it to mid off anyway. So I don't have any problem with with the with the approach. I think the only problem really was you know the the, the failure of anyone else to fill the breach. I mean, as mentioned, Sam Sam Billings run out and 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 Vince, you know, not not closing the deal in in the way that we all knew deep down that he wouldn't close the deal and therefore presumably he knew that he wouldn't close the deal <laughs> and suddenly it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so uh, the pressure did get cranked up in that respect but but then that, that's kind of what this tour is about England need to find out the pressure situations there's no point in Morgan just just being the man who who wins it if it means that you know Lewis Gregory or, or Vince or anyone else in the middle order doesn't get a chance to to be that man 
well, then what does it prove? It's a bit, you know, a bit like the, the weirdness of not playing Banton from the from the outset. It's like, why why would you? I mean, going into tonight sounds like sounds like um, uh, Bester is going to get recalled because England desperately want to win the series. They fundamentally they want to come out of this with a win. But does that mean you shelve the notion of testing these these kids in pressure situations? I think there'll be a bit of both. I think maybe maybe Banton will play again, but but. They're going to have a little bit more experience around him just to, to shore it up. Um, and t- talking of results, England have actually, over Morgan's time in the job, set a lot of store by winning games, winning series, sticking with winning teams and, and not experimenting for the sake of it, which is perhaps part of the reason that the likes of David Mann and James Vince haven't had more exposure, haven't had more um, opportunities because they've been squad members. Um but only used when really, uh, you know, injury or, or, or situations dictate they're required. Yeah, um, and there's no, <coughs> there is absolutely no substitute for 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 getting into the into a, a winning habit. Um, you know, so yes, you want to you want to try and give your bent strength a bit of a run so that they're they're perhaps ready should the time come come tournament time. But but it's absolutely necessary to get that to to not have that nagging feeling that you get yourself into a certain situation and you you end up losing more often than you win because you just carry that on into into tournament play so if they do you know if they do sort of row back on on some of the young guys and go for go for the tried and tested in in an attempt to win the series i have no issue with that at all the but the interesting thing is as miller says is why would you not have why would you not have gone <laughs> with a five-match series? Why would you not have started with the sort of more exper- experimental team and then see how you got on from there, as opposed to then th- sort of having to worry about whether you want to throw them in when the series is on the line later on? It kind of seems a bit um, backside about face. Yes, I thought I negotiated that quite well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine what other phrase uh, you had on your mind. Um, I mean, yeah, it, to just focus in on, on Vince and Milan Miller uh, t- two frustra- frustrating cases really Vince scored a 59 looked very good in the first game subsequently was talking about nailing down his squad place for the World Cup next year and so on followed that up with one or four or something and then getting out at the crucial point basically the, the last in batsman uh, that um, as the chase uh, came to its head uh, in, in Nelson um, and then you've got David Milan, who averages something like 45, uh, and has a strike rate of 145 from his eight T20 internationals, um, both have shown what they can do. Both have been given limited opportunities, and, uh, and then equally, both have, uh, have failed to take chances. Yeah, well, Milan's a very interesting case. Obviously, the, he's just moved to Yorkshire as well, and, <coughs> and there is... Uh, uh, it's fair to say there have been rumblings about his his character within the dressing room. I mean, Nick Compton was quite uh, caustic about him on Twitter. At, at Middlesex, as well. At Mid- Middlesex, yes. So, so uh, you know, he's clearly a guy who's who's got talent, but uh, perhaps he's not got quite as much talent as he thinks he has. I mean, that seems to be the seems to be the the the, the rumor. But but equally, you know, his record in T Twenty is impressive. He came out all guns blazing in that first game against South Africa, wasn't it? And, 70 odd yeah, yeah, off not very many balls and and has really struggled to have a run since i mean he he got out to the caribbean last year um kind of assuming that he'd walk into the side because he was kind of the man in possession but never got a look in because england were really more focused on 50 over cricket and making sure that they they gave their their 50 over spare parts 
a proper look, which it, in itself was instructive because it meant that he wasn't actually being considered as part of that 50-over squad. So he's always felt a little bit on the outside looking in. But, um, you know, the frustration that he talked about after moving to to Yorkshire, saying that he didn't want to spend the, the last years of his career sort of wallowing around and not achieving anything, is, uh, you know, you wonder how much that frustration is 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 caused by his England lack of opportunity, let alone Middlesex's failure to get promoted uh, to Division 1 again. So, um, yeah, he's, he's itching to get, get involved and um, he's had a chance to get involved in the series. He, he's 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 partially taken that chance. Um, I still think the jury's out. So, you know, when you, when you bring back Roy, you bring back Stokes, you bring back Butler, uh, you keep maybe Banton because he's, a, he's one for the future. And Bairstow, obviously, does he fit in? I mean, it's Billings, as, as mentioned, is, is a guy who's not nailed down his place and perhaps even less so, albeit that he, he, he played a blinder of innings in the Caribbean um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, it's a little bit like the problem England had in, in, in replacing Hales in the 50 over squad is that once you get out of the guys, the tried and tested guys who've, who've been there and really proven themselves, go down just a tiny bit beneath the topsoil and there's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of roots. There's not a lot of evidence of, of guys who are ready made replacements for, for the, for the, for the stars in the side. And, you know, the failure to, to convert starts into definitive finishes on this tour so far is is perhaps further evidence of that and and perhaps why England may if if they don't turn the series around with something special in the last two games they may come out of it thinking that's a bit of a wasted uh, opportunity to really find something that that sets us up for for the World T20 next year uh, I mean, this sort of highlights a problem for all T20 international sides I suppose um, butching that a lot of uh, the players who shine at domestic level uh, are want to bat at the top of the order um, Joss Butler moved up for England after mm-hmm. doing well in the IPL but that decreased opportunities for David Milan and James Vince to a degree and, and Milan sort of spoke a bit about that frustration um, England actually need to find a couple of guys, maybe at five and six. Obviously, Joe Denley is not going to play a part in this series at all no. after twisting his ankle. Lewis Gregory has played three games now, but uh, yes, has yet to make much of an impact on the scorecard either way. Um, yeah, there are going to be lots of options. Joe Root might be coming back into the equation at the top yeah. of the order, but England need needs some some firepower down below. Well, I mean, the, that's the, the real difficulty is is that unless you have somebody who is absolutely worth their weight. In the side as uh, as an all rounder, picking somebody, picking a batsman who's going to who, who potentially might not get a knock to bat at six um, is is just fraught with with danger, isn't it? Um, you know, you, unless you know people like Karen Pollard, for example, um, you know, mm-hmm. for playing for Mumbai, playing mm-hmm. for the West Indies, trying to get going again in, in international cricket. As, as, if, captain, if, as captain, yeah. <laughs> the, the chances are he is going to be he's going to be sort of slated in the order to come in at, at five, but will end up going in at four, depending on how you know how many overs are left when when that wicket goes down. Um, he's not going to be, you know, in a, in a fifty-over game, you'd say he's a six all day long, wouldn't you? But in the in the in the uh, in T20, there is no order, and in the end, you're looking to get your most impactful players in at, at, at the right time in in any in any given innings. Which makes finding specialist number sixes and sevens, um, unless they bowl as well, unless they have a, a second string to their bow, bow, is very, very difficult. And picking them is is almost is almost folly. 
as you know, Lewis Gregory had a, had a fresh air game, paid his match fee and whatever, and <laughs> thanks very much, didn't do anything. Um, and, then, and that can happen when you when you're when you're a finisher in inverted commas in, in that in that form of the game. So you know, England. That's that's why I think sort of Chris Jordan very important that he that he did what he did, um, because when you Miller just reeled the names off of the people coming back into that side, well, none of them are going to bat above Stokes, Butler, Bearstow, Roy. You know, Milan and, and James Vince, you just forget it, really. No, no, I'm serious. You know, it's, it's, unless some injuries occur, you're not getting in in front of any of those guys. And then there's no point in having you in there at about six, is there? Because the chances are you're not going to do it. You're not going to get anything to be done. And then if you do end up getting in, you're having to play a role which might not suit your game, i.e. you've got three overs to go and you need to go at 15s or something. You know, that's not, that's not down yeah. Milan or James Vince. So they're, so they're surplus to requirements. Yeah, be- that, that, in my opinion, is why Billings is, is so frustrating for England, because Billings is the one guy who is a sort of a 360-degree, potentially 360-degree player in, in the mould of, say, Butler, uh, in, and not in the mould of, of Milan and Vince, who are much more classical, straight-elbowed mm-hmm. driver of the balls. He's a guy who, if, they, if he does get, get himself into the, into the right headspace... He could be that guy who could mm-hmm. slot in at six and be confident of his place in the side and go out and smash 18 from six balls or whatever you need to do to just provide that impetus in, in a very short space of time. Failing that, if he can't find that, find the way to be that man in that, in that key role in middle order, you're, you're looking at, at, at really funking the innings up and maybe bringing someone like Butler in at, as a finisher. So sort of sacrifice his obvious power at the top of the order but give it to someone like Banton who maybe if he can come through in the next next 12 months he will go at uh, 150 200 strike rates mm. in a way that is not going to compromise the innings and then you hand it over to a guy you, who any bowler is going to fear in that final you know over so that so job. yeah I mean I mentioned it before but Joss Joss for me is is the is the floating pollard for us because as I've said before the, the We've got a lot of guys who can get you off to a flyer Sounds and make like a yoga move. Make fifties, fifties, and sixties off thirty, thirty <laughs> balls at the top of the order. Nearly everybody in our in our first choice side can do that from the top of the order, but not everybody can do it from the when the when the pressure's on at the end. So I, I totally agree with Miller that that is and there is an area where a flyer like Banton might get his chance, and somebody like Joss might be sat there in the dugout. With his pads on, ready to go at any at any given moment, and I still think that that's the the role for him in the international game. Um, the Banton bus is finally rolling. Um, uh, two games on the sidelines. We saw some glimpses of his ability, uh, Miller, with eighteen off ten. Well, a strike or a one eighty is is absolutely <laughs> fine. We can we can we, we can take that any day of the Dumping week. Dumping Lockie Ferguson for for six over over deep mid wicket. Yeah, totally. I mean, and the fact that he did it to Ferguson balls. as well is, is 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 good because he was beaten by, beaten for pace by Ferguson in in, in a warm up game. Uh, prior to the series and you know again that that caused a few alarm bells is like is it the classic case of you know blast star found out by proper <laughs> fast bowling uh but no i think i think he's clearly he, you know you can you can tell i've not i've not seen enough of him live but you know, from watching the youtube clips that have done the rounds he's one of those guys who's just got so much time he's got just got that extra time to to make his decision and then play the right shot out of a basket of 20 of them and um mm. it, it, he just he he looks as surefire a success <clears throat> for England in in white ball cricket as I've seen coming through in years. So uh, yeah. I, I think yeah right. they've got to play him for the rest of the series and and give him his head. Surely I'm an unashamed fan 
um, you know, and, and even it, he makes the fifteen for me for the World Cup. He is he's the sort of um, the Hales equivalent. Who is you know he's the guy who's not he mm. hasn't made it in, but anything happens to or anything goes wrong in the top three, there he is. He's in for you. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's the spare. He's the spare batter for me. I, th- I think he's I think he's awesome. I've seen him live a lot, and um, he's uh, he's something very special. Yeah, cool. There we are. Called it uh, Banton in uh, one guy that we'll hope to see more of, uh, I guess as well. Matt Parkinson. He. Uh, came in for Adil Rashid in Nelson. Still some concerns over Rashid's shoulder, it seems. But um, Parkinson only bowled two overs, picked up a maiden wicket. It seemed like Morgan held him back because there were two left-handers uh, at the crease for much of the uh, latter part of the New Zealand innings, and uh, and they were hitting with a with a breeze potentially. Yeah. Which is, is that is that good captaincy or is or is that <laughs> <laughs> I can see Butch uh, wincing a bit here. Well, let's, let's, well, let's go for Lex, it. Lex Spinners have googlies, right? Well, that's the question here. Is that, <laughs> there, there seems to be some debate as to whether Parkinson does have he a does, Yeah, he does. He, does. he certainly has a he slider, does. which he... Uh, he has a slider. He, he has one, he bowls from 24 yards. He has, you know, yeah. he has slow, slow, and even slower. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he bowls a googly. Yeah. And that's... That from, that should never, ever enter the equation when you're bowling for a leg spinner bowling a left-handed. Yeah. For a left-arm spinner who can only turn it one way, mm-hmm. yeah, fi- fine. I, I kind of... I still don't agree 100%, but I understand that the percentages are not perhaps as much in your favour there. But when mm. you've got a guy who spins it both ways and... and uh, Oh, means that the batsman has to pick the delivery without just putting his foot down and swiping with impunity, then you've got something massively in your favour. So I, I've never agreed with it, don't agree with it, nonsense. Yeah, it's interesting as well because, um, because you know, Morgan was so keen to back Rashid in any situation as his leg spinner, you know, famously in that, in that ludicrous game in Grenada, just bringing him back in, uh, <laughs> even though he'd been pumped and suddenly he takes a fifer. It's a, uh, you know, backing him in any situation, is part of the you know that that importance of of giving your leg spinner the, the pumping up their tires in a way that that most bowlers don't need it so slightly curious but you know again on debut he'd taken what, what one for eighteen off two two overs i mean he'd he'd had a good day's good day's work why yeah. why ruin it Morgs, Morgs might just you know might just might not trust him enough yet, yeah which is not to say that he won't but he's just, you know, hasn't seen a lot of him and perhaps just didn't fancy him in the situation, which, again, captain's prerogative. World Cup winning captain's prerogative. <laughs> exactly. Hard to criticise, but he'll, he'll be back. I mean, he certainly, he certainly, when you take a wicket in your first over and, and, and look the part as, as he did, um, yeah, they're, 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 he certainly, we've seen, we've seen leg spinners and, and all manner of spinners for England um, basically bowl themselves out of contention within uh, an over in recent history, and he certainly didn't do that. So um, he'll be back. Um, just briefly on someone we talked a lot about in the build-up, Pat Brown has played all three games so far, um, but averaging forty-nine point five with an economy of nine point nine. Um, that's not the the prettiest start to his international mm. career. No, there was one horrific drop catch off off his bowling, which hasn't helped his average. But this um, was, uh, Tim Seifert in Wellington, yeah, uh, James Vince, James uh, Vince, yeah, <laughs> the well, culprit. I mean, inevitably because they're all all Vince, <coughs> but um, but no, he, he's he's had a. He's had a difficult start, I think. Um, his variations were found out in, in, in that Wellington game in particular. Um, just, just moan over mid-wicket on, on numerous occasions. Um, De Grandom got after him and, and, and so did, um, Guptill at the top of the order. So, uh, difficult, but, you know, he's, he's got a ticker. He's got, he's got, um, he's got time as well, clearly. Um, I, 
but again, I, I still, it's hard, hard to pinpoint exactly what he's doing right. And, and that's someone who's, you know, watching from a distance, a, a particularly long distance when it's in New Zealand, obviously. <laughs> um, but, you know, just, just from, from watching, watching the days when he's, when he's got it right, particularly in the first, on debut, it, it's clearly just a case of, you know, he's bowling a decent line, decent length, but every ball just doodle bugs down at a slightly different pace. So <laughs> if you're trying to line up, mowing it off a, off a good length, every ball, but somehow the ball's just not going to be there at the same pace each time, um, it, it, it must scramble with your brain as, as a batsman. I, 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 I can't see beyond the, the the just the, the floatiness of it all it just it just look you know as, as a useless batsman he's the type <laughs> of guy i would i would see the ball coming down and just think wow this is this is going to go million miles and then my middle summer go back every ball like i can just i can just see i can see from from i can see how it works he's not but, he's not bowling at many people like you out there <laughs> they got some murderous sons of guns in that uh, in that top order for, for new zealand and they then you know it's you might have one or two guys in playing in the blast who can who can deal with you in that in that manner but international cricket you, you're more than likely gonna have five or six so it's a, it'll be a st- it'll be a learning curve for him, but I still think at the end of the innings is kind of where he'll, he'll come into his own, um, and he, more than at the more than at the top. We did see sort of that uh, famed for his temperament. Ed Smith talked about it in the selection. Mm. Um, I think it was uh, the um, during the power play in that third game when New Zealand actually had got off to a very good start thanks to uh, Martin Guptill. Mm. Um, ball after being hit for four brown. Pops out a knuckleball and Guptill sends it straight up, and he's he's taken two wickets. I think it was Ross Taylor and Martin Guptill, two good players, and he should have had um, Tim Seifert in that second game as well. Mm. So there there are little signs as to why England like. Oh, totally. He, he, I, and all I'm saying is just he just looks so defenceless as a bowler <coughs> sometimes. It's, it, you know, in a in a way that it, the subtlety is so subtle that that uh, someone as, as inept as me as a batsman can't pick it. <laughs> and so I, 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 I just I sometimes I, I wonder how on earth has he got away with with the doodlebug, the knuckleball? It's 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 an amazing <laughs> it's an amazing piece of trickery, uh, and he and he bowls it endlessly. I worry that he'll get found out from from you know just just you know a bit like. Uh, uh, what was the 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 caramel, uh, you know that 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 mm-hmm. um, ability to flick it out and out of the fingers? It was it looked amazing initially, but then when people wised up to it, it was it was fairly easy to to tonk. <laughs> I, a, a slow straight ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, everyone's got a knuckleball these days, haven't they? But it's, I suppose it's having uh, a, a, a stock delivery which causes problems as well, which uh, will perhaps determine his success in the long run. Um, two more matches to go then. Um, England will doubtless make further changes. One interesting um, thing to note on the New Zealand side, Trent Bolt returns, having uh, missed the start of the series, to focus on his, some of his test preparations. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's a, a decent player to be able to call back into. Isn't it just? Uh, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's, he hasn't played in, the, in, in T20s uh, for 18 months. So, uh, yeah, he's got a little bit to prove there, although obviously he's played for Delhi for two IPLs since then. So he's, he's certainly going to slot back in pretty easily. But I think he got four wickets in the second innings for Northern Districts the other day. So he's, he's looking in, in good rhythm for the test matches. So, Again, an interesting one. It, 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 it's possibly not the ideal timing for him to to slot back into <clears> into into the T Twenty fold when you know clearly the Test matches is the priority um, for him. The, the England's sort of first choice in the in the fifty over stuff have have had a real problem with left arm 
quick. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know, statistically they're, they're yep. very very poor against them. So um, be interesting to see whether the second string have <laughs> yeah. the same have <laughs> the same problem. Maybe the, this is the way. In. This could be the way in. You know, it could be the way in for Vince Milan. <laughs> if they deal with the left arm left arm over, then maybe you got to have one in one of them up your sleeve just in case. Um, and uh, Trent Bolt will, will presumably be keeping a, a keen eye on where the rope is should he find himself on the building on the boundary in, the, in these final two games. I mean, just just imagine, you know, I, I, that that famous tweet from from Nisham saying one, you know, one day I hope to hope to be able to wake up and, and not. I can't remember the exact context, but he was just saying this is going to haunt him for the rest of his days. I mean, just imagine just taking the catch that looks like it's won the World Cup and then suddenly. Losing your footing and treading on the rope is like, oh my god, that's gonna, that's gonna haunt you probably even more so. And, it, and he is one of the best yeah. outfielders in the world. He's absolutely made, seen him take some extraordinary catches out on the, on the boundary. Well, there road. was that, that Brathwaite one as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Old Trafford mm-hmm. in the same tournament. There was, that was, that was an absolute belter and mm. such a clutch moment as well. Uh, he'd swap that for, for the final any day, that's for sure. Um, indeed. Well, okay, um, <clears throat> In the spirit of T20, we've had a good thrash, and uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, England will be aiming to walk the walk in Napier before the series concludes in Auckland on Sunday. And given Eden Park's short boundaries, it's unlikely to be a day of rest for the bowlers. We'll be back for more, of course, as the team swap T20 pyjamas for Test Whites. But for now, my thanks go to Butch and Miller, and to you all for listening in to the Switcher podcast on ESPNCrickInfo.com. <laughs>